Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Knoxville has a culture within the city that I'm not used to in my own hometown. Performances, uh, people protesting or gathering, all that kind of stuff. Like, it's a culture here. So that has been, like, the biggest surprise for me. It's been four long years since I moved to Knoxville, Tennessee. And looking back, it kind of feels like I've been here my whole life. It's kind of hard to imagine a time before I knew what Knoxville was. But luckily... I've kind of gotten to experience Knoxville in a whole new way because there are so many newcomers here in our office that are ex- that are exploring the city for the very first time that you know I feel like I'm kind of secondhand exploring it with them and so I wanted to take some time to one introduce you to some of the new reporters here in our newsroom but also get to hear their perspectives on their impressions of downtown Knoxville since they moved here what they've liked what they have been surprised by so let's just go around and meet everybody I'm Silas Sloan I'm the growth and development reporter and I moved to Knoxville in late January. I'm Liz Keller, the public safety reporter, and I moved here in mid-January. I'm Anella Yoganathan, and I'm an investigative reporter, and I moved to Knoxville in December. I'm Devark Turner, and I'm the trending news reporter, and I moved here in mid-March. And I'm Ryan Willis, downtown reporter at Knox News and co-host of the Scruffy Stuff podcast, a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville. The Scruffy Stuff is presented by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium, exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit KnoxNews.com slash subscribe to see our latest offers and sign up today. You moved all the way across the country from Oregon to Knoxville, Tennessee. You could have ended up anywhere. What was your, well, I guess not your reason. Your reason is the job. But what was your impression of Knoxville? And what made this a city that you were willing to consider moving to? Yeah, well, I really didn't have any knowledge of what Knoxville was like or what it would be before I moved here. Um, I drove through it with my family in 2015, but I was asleep for half of that. So, and I really only saw the University of Tennessee. So I didn't have much of an impression of, or idea of what Knoxville would be when I moved here. And I was just kind of looking for a new place to go and landed here. But, um, you know, I saw pictures of Knoxville and that was really all I had, but um, I don't think those pictures do it justice. It's a lot better on the ground and living here. So. So you mentioned the University of Tennessee. I'm curious how many of y'all, when you think about Knoxville, did you think of it like the University of Tennessee, Vols, like Vol Country, College Town, or no? Absolutely not. Okay, so what what was your what was your impression of of Knoxville then? I think you'd you've been here before as well, right? 
We actually had only been here once before, um, really on a fluke. We had come to see Tom Waits play. Excellent reason. Um, which was an excellent reason. So, it, But it had never really been on our radar. It really, um, But when we started looking at a place to move, we had been living in Alaska, and we wanted to move someplace cheaper and warmer. Knoxville checked all our boxes. It had a lively art scene. It had a lot of music. It had uh, looked like some great food. So, um, you know, it really has exceeded our expectations, though. It's- and now, so for both of y'all, I'm going to kind of change the question up for you and Ellen, for you, Devart, because, um, you know, you both talked about sort of looking into Knoxville beforehand and, and, you know, seeing some of the stuff that the city had to offer. But when Knoxville first pops up on y'all's radar, before you even start looking into it, did you have any sort of outside perspective of what, what Knoxville would be before you learned about some of the stuff that it had to offer here? And what was, what was that perception of, of Knoxville, Tennessee? Being a football fan, I was actually very – I can't believe I didn't realize University of Tennessee was here and this was Vols country. I think people think Nashville. Yeah, I think so. And so, you know, coming from Bulldog country, I was like, oh, wow, it's orange everywhere, which is nice because I love football energy. I love the vibe of that. Um, I think it's interesting, like, you know, being in Athens, Georgia, like it's – very much a student town. It's very much bars and football and that the population triples on game days. But right. here I was like, there's so much more space and every all the fans are taking up all the space, which is which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't realize. And then I came up here, um, I think I was looking for apartments during homecoming, it was a mess. So oh, yeah. I, there okay. was a lot of people here, but it was a nice, it was a nice vibe. Kind of a, a false uh, impression, I guess, because I, we've we've talked about this on a podcast episode before about whether or not Knoxville is actually a college town, which we've kind of settled that it is not. Is it is a town with a college in it? Because I think yeah. coming from UNC Chapel Hill, very similar to Athens, like it's it's you know like you said, population triples, everything shuts down when students aren't around. So yeah, that's a interesting perspective and you you mentioned the orange too like every time somebody comes to visit knoxville they always mention how much orange is around but for me i've lived here for four years and i don't really think there's that much orange but anytime somebody comes here for the first time i know that's something that they that they say now for devart what was your impression i guess of knoxville either before you looked into it or after you looked into it i mean what were you expecting when you moved here what i was expecting was like so i'm from a southern small town in north carolina and so that's similar to what I was expecting here in Knoxville is like this very small southern town but when I got here I feel like is I I say I've been pleasantly surprised because it's a lot bigger than I anticipated which I appreciate because I want to be in a bigger city so I've really enjoyed like learning about the city and learning what it all has to offer um so my impression is I mean it is vastly different from what it actually is yeah. and so i've been really surprised about that and That's i like awesome. it so you you moved here with with less of i mean you yeah so you're yeah. just taking a chance and end up being yeah. being the right move i have noticed that too i mean i'm also from small southern town and so you know i i, I come here the big city right i mean it's no nashville by any means but it's knoxville it's bigger than what i'm used to but you still got that small town southern mm-hmm. hospitality like you still I mean, especially somebody who's covering downtown. Like, I can't go downtown without running into somebody that I know now, which is an awesome thing to have in a city of our size. But you bring up, you know, pleasant surprises. And that's kind of what I want to talk about um, next. You know, when you get to Knoxville, what was, um, you know, you had your impressions 
of Knox before you got here. But what was your first impression once you got, like you said, Silas, on the street and actually getting a feel for the city? Um, anything that stood out in your mind as a pleasant surprise, something that you weren't expecting? I, I write in my journal. And one of the things I, I, I realized while I was writing my journal is that Knoxville has a culture, like art and culture within the city that I'm not used to in my own hometown. And so I've really appreciated that part, like going downtown and seeing like an art walk, art walk or chalk, chalk walk or seeing people, you know, um, performances, uh, people protesting or gathering, all that kind of stuff. Like it's a culture here that I'm that like I'm just not used to in my city. So that has been like the biggest surprise for me. Yeah, you mentioned that too. I mean, that's kind of you mentioned you have on one side you have arts, which I mean, that's happy, right? Arts, music, happiness. And mm-hmm. then you mentioned protesting too, which is kind of the opposite mm-hmm. side of that. But it seems like downtown Knoxville, I mean, you think about both ends of the spectrum, it has been is a real gathering place. And yeah, people are engaged yeah, here. Whether whether it's for, you know, something yeah. fun going on or something not so fun going on. I mean, that is seems like downtown mm-hmm. is the center of the city and everything sort of radiates out from downtown, which is something that I agree with you. I've, I've appreciated since I've moved here. Um, Anila, anything for you that sort of stood out thinking about downtown specifically? It's nice having a place for gathering. Um, I think there there's, you know, being able to see Market Square as a place where, okay, along some sides you have like, you've got stores, you've got shops, but you've also got restaurants. And then in the middle, there's a place for like, you know, green space where people can sit and talk and like have events. Like, I think that is really beautiful and that's really nice. It's clear that Knoxville has invested a lot in the downtown area. And I think that, you know, there are some places where it's invested in, but it's not... Like in Athens, it's not as there are certain portions of downtown Athens that we're invested in, but like here, it's it's a lot bigger, it's a lot more, it's a lot prettier in some ways, and so it, there's just a lot more space to do things. Right, and so and and thinking about Athens too, like we talked about how Athens is definitely more of a college town, um, and everything sort of revolves around the college, and in some ways, I mean, especially when school's in session in a college town, like it's a lot more lively. Um, and even more so when there's like a season for whatever sport is big at the time. Um, but I mean, what do you think about just as far as the liveliness of downtown Knoxville coming from somewhere that's almost always guaranteed to be lively because there's always going to be students around? I mean, do you feel like when you got to Knoxville, it feel like there was just that, you know, that feeling in the air that there's a lot going on here, that excitement of, of stuff happening? I think coming from Athens, the excitement revolves around bars and it revolves around drinking. It revolves around like nightlife type of attitude. And I think for Knoxville, it's a little bit more sustained, like throughout the day, it's not necessarily just about bars. It's also about the restaurants. It's also about the shops. It's, it's all these different things, which I really like because, you know, if you're only in, you know, if you only have bars, that's the one thing that you go and do, which is fine and which is fun and nice. But it's also nice to be able to, you know, have your options in the multiple restaurants and have your options in, you know, different shops and stuff. So, Liz, I mean, you they both have talked a little bit about the art scene and you came here specifically for the art scene. So you maybe had a little bit of an idea that there was, you know, some some cool stuff happening here. Tom Waits was willing to come here. It's got to be a cool town. But um, anything else like aside from arts that sort of stood out to you? I know you said Knoxville wasn't even really on your radar, um, but you seem to be enjoying it so far. I mean, what what has been your um, most pleasant surprises and discoveries? You know, I think sort of echoing what Devarek said, you know, just the support for arts and culture in this community, I think, is is really exciting. I mean, 
I think the first first Friday that we were here was February. It was cold. I think it was raining, and the galleries were packed. I mean, there were so many people out and in a really diverse crowd, and I found that really impressive. And then, you know, we really lucked out. We were here for big ears. We couldn't afford the tickets, but there was so much free music going on. You know, that just really blew us away. Um, I'm just wondering for y'all, especially people that have come from another side of the country where there's, I mean, you've never been to a cookout before. I don't know how you've survived your whole life. Neither one of y'all, right? I, I don't know how I... A cookout? I'll give her the mic if she doesn't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is a cookout? A cookout is the best $5 you'll ever spend. It is a fast food restaurant. You seriously, have you never even seen them? I don't oh, know gosh. what you're talking about. Okay, you get a tray, and it's uh, you can get like 20 things as your main entree, and you get two sides. It's a fast food restaurant, and you can get a milkshake as your drink for like six bucks. And, and it's like good. They have like 60 different flavors of shake. It's like the best fast food you'll ever have. Anyways. So we're going to take Liz... Cook yeah, cookout. yeah, we need to do a cookout I mean, for real. Go ahead. No. Oh, I was going to say, I have stuff to say on cookout because that has been like podcast. one of my favorite discoveries of yeah. the South. I don't know how I lived before cookout. But I, I don't. Know. Me neither. You know, the people of Oregon are missing out of the best. I, I would say the best fast food burger I've ever Woo! had. That's a tough. That might be a, a hot statement. take. Hot take on the podcast, but big double cheeseburger, everything on uh, it. That's my order. Corn dog, corn dog as a side, quesadilla as a side. Oh my! If, okay. if I can get a corn dog on the side, I'm happy. <laughs> All right, but the point is, the the reason for this part is you said Oregon's missing out on stuff. Well, I'm sure Knoxville's missing out perhaps on some stuff too. And I'm wondering if there's anything thinking about downtown Knoxville since you moved here that you feel like is missing from downtown. One of the downsides. Um, not downsides, but one thing that I love about Knoxville is that they have all these things other than just bars, but I do miss that nightlife in Athens and I do miss like, I'm also from like the metro Atlanta area. And like, I think one of the greatest things about Knoxville, it feels like it's this combo between it's somewhere in the middle between Athens and Atlanta, but I do wish there was maybe a little bit more nightlife because, you know, just, and maybe I need to explore that a bit more. Well, I was going to say, if you, if you haven't spent much time in Old City, I think Old City After Dark is probably the most nightlifey place that you'll get. And that is one of the things about the college and the downtown being so separated is that a lot of the nightlife is kind of, you know, revolving around campus and the strip. I mean, there's a few clubs and bars down there that get a little bit rowdier as the night goes on. But yeah, I mean, aside from Old City... Um, and which is a very specific vibe. You have to be in a clubbing mood if you want to go to Southbound and you have to be in sort of a listen to some jam band and deal with cigarette smoke if you want to go to Press Pub. Those are kind of your two like late night 3 a.m. bars. But yeah, it is a lot of, um, and I'm curious y'all's take on this as well. There is an abundance of breweries here. We are a very yes. beer focused city and you know, nightlife probably that you're used to in Atlanta is probably not as centered around beer. It's probably around you know, cocktails and mixed drinks and dancing and, and and music. And that's, yeah, we don't really have that as much here. We're definitely more of a beer and a guy with a guitar on a smoke-filled stage kind of vibe here in Knoxville. We're a scruffy city. This could just be be just me and me not exploring the city quite as much. You know, you can only do so, so much in under six months. But I feel like um, downtown connected to neighborhoods, it, it takes a little bit of a time to get from like North Knox to downtown. I mean, it's, it's close, but it's not. No, I, I agree with that. Well, I mean, one thing that I think we've talked about on the show before too, is that you do have these neighborhoods like, 
well, let's call it like Central, right? It's yeah. Central Broadway, where Broadway and Central connects, like right near Central Filling Station. And then you have downtown. And I think stuff's still kind of getting filled in between. So I think they're very close, to counter your point, but yeah. there's not much happening in between urban neighborhoods and downtown. They're kind of like, you know, you got islands of, of neighborhoods all, all around that are that are still urban, but maybe not as connected. I mean, connectivity is a whole other thing, too. We're talking about transportation, and we yeah. could get into that, about how walkable and bikeable and how friendly, you know, you think of a city we are as far as it is, you know, getting around. But Well, yeah, and bikeability, I think that kind of, to my point, like, back in Eugene, I could bike from my house to downtown and just bike along bike paths and a little stream or parks and be downtown. I don't really feel like I can do that or like bike from downtown to South Knox or say, say to tell you might want to say what you told me the other day. You said, you said about sidewalks, so they just don't have sidewalks. in it. Oh yeah. There's zero sidewalk. I mean, I think downtown there's some sidewalks, but in my neighborhood there is no sidewalks on my house. There's, sidewalks just like appear halfway through a block on one side of the street and then go down and then on the other side of the street on the opposite end it'll appear like the final like quarter of the block and it it's so sporadic and like i don't really want to walk on the side of the roads in my neighborhood because i feel like i'll get ran over i think a perfect example of that about you know maybe being a little bit behind on things like this is if you look at south knoxville which is like and I'm talking South Knoxville, Severe Avenue area, which is supposed to be like the most biker friendly area in town. It's where all the bikers and the beer drinkers go. And then you go down there and the bike lanes have potholes in them. And then you have like all these ugly overhead utilities. And they're working on doing a streetscape that's going to get the utilities underground, get some nice bike lanes, get some on street parking. But you think, you know, that's the area where all the biker, the, the bikers not the biker bikers, the the bicycle bikers, <laughs> not not yeah the cyclists. That's the word. Thank you, Calvin. Calvin's over here in the background, hang out, and that's like you know I don't think it's a even that's not really that bike friendly of an area or you know walkable of an area. I don't know. Maybe it's like the landscape of being in the south. Like there's you know the way that the city is set up. It's not you know there's a lot of like physical distance between different neighborhoods and different areas like there's a physical distance between you know south knoxville and um downtown and it's i think it just it makes putting in infrastructure maybe a little bit harder but it you know it it does kind of make it a little bit more difficult like if you want to walk somewhere especially in this heat um or if you want to cycle somewhere it's just it's things kind of need to be rethought of um when it comes to like how are we going to do that how are we going to plan the city given way the way that the neighborhoods are set up yeah i think there's also like some legitimate like physical barriers too. like anything about to the south you have the river to the west you have campus i mean there's some actual barriers that kind of create some of these islands but um no yeah i understand that well we've talked about some of our favorite overall things our pleasant surprises but i'm wondering Downtown area businesses, anything that's become a quick, you know, your favorite spot to eat, drink, hang out, do activities, work. Shulzbrow is a place I've discovered and kind of show, and I, I like that uh, going for drinks and just hanging out with friends and stuff. Um, that's a place I could spend a whole, you talk about spending a whole afternoon in the oh, yeah. I could spend a whole afternoon just that's at the Schultzbrow awesome. patio, I think beer garden. Such a unique place, but, um, you know, bars and drinks, like, you know, Bernadette's rooftop is always like a go-to. Yeah. Um, that's a, always a great spot. Um, I like, um, awaken coffee. That's a good spot for me to like get some work done or like if I need to get out of the house, grab a coffee and well, no, actually but- you, you bring, well, I was just gonna say you bring up a, an interesting 
part. I'm going to make this now a two-part question. Your favorite spots and also your favorite areas to hang out in and around downtown, whether it's Market Square, Old City. What's been the coolest part of town that you've seen? I, old City is my favorite really? by far. I love Old City. I a lot of people say that. It's just it's such a cool vibe and just like it's definitely a place I could just like spend a day, like, you know, grab coffee, grab lunch, and then, you know, there's music and there's, you know, grab dinner and grab a drink. Like you could spend a whole day down in old city and it's just, it's got such a unique character to it. I think that just makes it a really fun atmosphere to just be around any time of the day. For me, I'm a homebody, so I have not been out much. So, but I will say, in terms of like my favorite place I've enjoyed downtown has probably been Market Square and Gay Street. I just enjoy having, like, again, uh, the gathering spot and seeing the people and um, pe- seeing people interact in the businesses on Gay Street and the restaurants in the area. I like to try to new restaurants. Um, Anything downtown that you that well, stood out? Well, when my family came, we actually we ate um, at a brunch spot called Ruby Ruby Sunshine, oh, yeah. I think it yeah, was yeah. called, and we we really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I, it was a really good spot, and I'm glad that my family, who's they're from North Carolina, so they came to Knoxville and they got to experience downtown and uh, and that part of Knoxville a little bit, and I'm glad that they enjoyed that restaurant and enjoyed being in that area. Yeah. Um, so that's probably the, where I've spent most of my downtown time is Market Square, Gay Street, and just like walking up and down and enjoying and like seeing the, the businesses and what they have to offer and that yeah. kind of stuff. And Ruby Sunshine's a small chain too. So you see they have in North Carolina, maybe your family can get it while they're, while they're back home. I think they have a few <laughs> locations. The, um, I was going to say, I mean, speaking of family coming to town, that has been like my, that's like the ideal thing to do. You have your family come in town, take them to Market Square, brunch on the patio, and you really get a feel, especially on the weekends, for what Knox was all about. Especially if there's a farmer's market going on, too. That's, that's you know, an added bonus. But for you, Liz, is there a favorite part of town that you have? Uh, and or, actually, no or, and. I make, I make it, I need a favorite part of town, and I need a favorite business. What do you think? Well, I was going to say it's interesting that you were saying the farmer's market because that really has become our go-to thing that we do every weekend without fail. We go down to Market Square. We do the farmer's market. Um, And also I think Market Square to me was a little bit of the aha moment of this is where I want to be. Because when I came for my interview, I was wandering around and I happened to look up and I saw this crazy fake tree on a rooftop and I really didn't know what it was about and I walked into the business and I asked him can I go up on the roof I didn't know what was up there so I toiled up the I don't know 12 million flights of stairs I know what you're talking about that's a lot (laughs) and you know walked out into just the craziest thing I'd ever seen this you know amazing rooftop bar with crystals and you know those those artificial trees and I took all these photos and I texted them to my husband I'm like we have to come here. This is the place for us. It's so quirky. Yeah, no, that is, I know we're not talking about me, but that is an awesome spot. I do, I do be hanging out there a lot. Um, the, uh, so market square, I mean, it sounds like market square in general too. Cause I mean, that's market square bar and you got the farmer's market too. I mean, I think market square is, is the place, especially, you know, when you first move here, I love, you can get acquainted with this, with businesses really quick in market square. Cause they're all so close together. So I know a lot of people, that's sort of your trajectory when you first move here, exploring market square and then, um, beyond, but anyways, um, so that leaves Anilla. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I love Wild Love. I love their chocolate chip cookies. Oh. You're the Wild Love's biggest fan is sitting over your shoulder back there. Really? Cal- Calvin loves oh Wild God. Love. It's it's just such a cute vibe. It's so chill. The you know it's in a very sunny location. You know it's just really nice to be able to go there, sit, and like when I have friends visiting, just go sit, grab a coffee, sit in the sun, and just have a nice conversation. So I just love being there, um, and I really do like that part of town too. It's like there's just a lot of cool things there. X Y Z is there, so you know it's all really nice. All right, so we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, I'd like to talk about. A couple things. One, Scruffy City as a nickname. Do you feel Knoxville Scruffy? Because we've had this debate as well. And uh, the last part is going to be debating a a Knoxville icon. I think we can all guess what that's going to be. So stick with us and we will be right back. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Calvin Machais, co-host and producer of the Scruffy Stuff. This year, we are celebrating our third season of the podcast. Thank you so much to those who have been tuning in since day one, the occasional listener, and even the first-time listener. We're just really glad that you're here. If you want to support the podcast even further, go ahead and hit that subscribe button or follow button on whatever platform that you're listening on. And while you're there, give us a five-star review and a comment and share your favorite thing about the show. We love to hear from our listeners. But anyway, enough of me. Let's get back to the show. Let's start before we get to the scruffy parts. I like to end on that. This is the scruffy stuff. Uh, Let's talk about first the Sun Sphere because that is one of the most divisive things in Knoxville. I w- you don't have to tell us much. You just got to give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. And then if you want to explain, you can. But just Sunsphere, thumbs up or thumbs down. Anilla, initial thoughts when you see it. I think it's cool that it exists, um, but th- the design is a little, little much. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And it's a thumbs up for me. I just think it's so, again, I keep saying quirky, but it's just so strange. And it's just every, you know, every time you turn around, there it is. Right. Yeah. You can't escape it for sure. I like it. I think it's a unique thing to have in the skyline, but I will say I like it less and less the closer I get to it because it's a little, (laughs) it, once you start seeing the details of it, you see the windows could use some upkeep, but from a distance, I think it looks really pretty and makes the skyline super unique. All right. I think it's cute. All right, there we go. I like it. Yes. All right. <laughs> That's the energy I like. That's what I like to hear. All right. I like it. I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> okay. I love how you progressively got more and more passionate about it through the through each right? person. Oh man. Okay. Well, then that then that leaves the Scruffy City nickname because you brought up something. I think you brought it up. The quirkiness, right? Of and so uh, you mentioned you mentioned the name Scruffy, and you know, long time Knoxville residents think Scruffy. I think a lot of them think it's a bad thing because it started out as a bad thing. They called it Scruffy for a bad reason, and then the city sort of repurposed it, and now it's become this new meaning. Which I think part of that new meaning is quirkiness. I think part of that new meaning is rough around the edges. I, I mentioned kind of like the sun sphere and the skyline when I first saw Knoxville from the interstate. I don't know if y'all thought much about that whenever you first moved here, but it doesn't look like much when you're like driving down 40. It just looks like there's just like a bunch of old buildings and then you get down on the street and you actually feel the charm of the city. But charm and scruffy can kind of be opposites depending on how you view it. So I'm curious, do you think the scruffy city nickname makes sense? Do you think Knoxville scruffy since you've been here the past six months or so? 
I think so. But I think it's scruffy in, in the best way possible. It's kind of like a scruffy dog where it's... Okay. It, it, well, like, or like the pig. Spoon it, the pig it, that we saw earlier. You know, it's like... It's rough around the edges, but it's got a heart of gold. No, oh, um... God. <laughs> no, but it's, it's you know, to quote Devark, it's cute. It's... Um, I think it's just, it's just a fun place to be. You know, it's not overly out like nashville is really overwhelming and kind of you know bright knoxville has that humility but it's also very fun and yeah it's a it's a scruffy dog it's it's fun (laughs) and it's but it you know from the interstate it doesn't look very pretty all right yeah there you go is is scruffy cute devaric too as well you do like scruffy i like scruffy too (laughs) do you think do you think knoxville scruffy um uh, the roads are scruffy. No, I do not like the roads. Okay, that is that I, is very. Those fair. are trash. I want. I, wanna, I just want to say, like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Re- retweet. Okay. But as a city, I I I can I understand the the scruffy city like concept of it, um, but I think it's a really a city that has like a lot to offer. So I think maybe scruffy might not be the best word because when you think of scruffy, it's not like oh, I don't want that. But it's something like. Knoxville as a city, like it really has a lot to offer and you can explore it. You can find yourself, you can find people, you can find things to do. And I think that part is important. I think should not be ignored just because it has like a, a nickname that might not be, you know, charming or welcoming. The, uh, I think visit Knoxville is going to have to hire us after this. This is like the best, like pro Knoxville podcast episode (laughs) we've ever done in our entire life. Um, well, I mean, you're you're, comp- you're competing against Burlington, North Carolina, so it's not. You got the coat factory. Uh, is that even Burlington? No, no it's not. But there is a Burlington <laughs> coat factory, isn't there? In Burlington, we do say, have one. Yes. Well, you're pretty much from the Triangle, though. I mean, you're close enough to the Triangle that yeah, you, you know. I'm yeah. sure you didn't. You explored Durham, Chapel Hill, my other home away from home. Um, I was going to say before we get y'all's. Uh, Last the last points here. I was going to say. I think Scruffy. I've also talked about is like maker, hands on, authentic kind of you know vibe as well. And so I think there are parts of Knoxville, especially you get down in Old City. I think it's safe to say. Well, I should probably say this for y'all because maybe y'all have this thought. But I think Old City is the scruffiest part of Knoxville, and there's a lot of makers in Knoxville, a lot of authentically hands on local types of folks. So maybe it is charming. Maybe it's not. I, I like the nickname personally. But what is your What are your thoughts, Liz? I was going to say, I'm originally from Sacramento, which is the one of the ultimate underdog towns. I mean, people actually take cowbells to the Sacramento Kings games because it's been uh-huh. denigrated as a cow town. So I'm all about the underdogs. I love right. the fact that this is the scruffy city. Yeah, I have to agree with Liz. Like, I think scruffy being quirky it's a good thing there's it's it means that this place has a personality and there's a lot of places in this world that don't have a personality but this is one of them it's got a nice personality and i think you know you you might not you know physically see a lot of knoxville from the highway but that doesn't mean like once you get into downtown area or once you drive around in the neighborhoods you there's definitely a culture here awesome well it sounds like overall everybody's happy in knoxville so far Everybody loves yes. it? Yep. Everybody just screaming. Yes. We only have a couple mics. Yay! Yay. I love Knoxville. <laughs> well, um, before we get out of here, I just want everybody uh, you know, to be able to keep up with the awesome work that y'all are doing. So, Silas, if people want to read... Well, first, what types of stuff are you working on, and yeah. where can people keep up with the work that you're doing? No, I cover you know new businesses, expanding businesses, uh, the housing market, which is always hot. Um, 
you can follow me on on Twitter at Silas Sloan. Uh, so I cover um, the energy industry and the environment. So you know how you get your electricity. You know what's going on with the rivers. What's going on with the mountains. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, and you can follow me on the website. So I cover public safety. What is traditionally the cops and courts beat. Um, you can find me on Twitter and on the website. Uh, currently working on a story on bail reform, so hopefully that will be out soon. I'm the trending news reporter, so I cover like trending news, pop culture, sometimes some politics, or like uh, I like to cover mental health a lot. You can follow me on Twitter at dturner1208, and also find me on the website. Awesome. And yeah, definitely find them on the website because trending news is always happening. You're always at the top of the website. I always have some cool stuff that you're working on. So um, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at Knox Scruff. And be sure if you enjoy the podcast, that you hit that like or subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on so you can get an alert every time a new episode drops or just come back on Mondays. But while you're at it, go ahead and leave a review, a five-star one, if you would. Tell us what you like about the show. And also, another great way to support the podcast is by supporting Knox News. So, knoxnews.com slash subscribe is a place to see our latest offers. And you can take advantage of the great deals that we have going on and support local journalism today. And also, don't forget to download the app. That's a place where you can set custom alerts to make sure you are the first to know about all of the stuff that you are interested in in and around downtown Knoxville and beyond. And the list keeps going. So many ways that you can keep up with the news. We have newsletters as well that you can sign up for. And also the Urban Knoxville Facebook group. Be sure to just answer those three questions and we'll get you added to the group so you can start the downtown discussion and start engaging with some of the awesome posts that people have been making in there lately, including posts about the podcast. So that does it for today's podcast. Thank you all so much for joining me. It's been awesome. Never had this many guests on the show ever. So this is a first for me and y'all are great. So Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next week.